This is a re-record of something that I wrote and recorded about a year ago. I wanted to do it again because I think I can do it more justice. However, you'll need to forgive my waving voice. It's not as strong as it used to be. It's called, When Is It Time To Talk About It? A friend of mine said to me recently, what's happened to your voice? Look, I set up my social media accounts seven years ago this week. I set them up because I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to talk about what prisons were like and how we as a society could be a force for good and make them change. I wanted to talk about what was going on and why nothing was changing. Yet recently I haven't talked about it. I'm just as culpable for what I didn't say or do because to be honest, it hurts too much. I didn't want to talk about it. Well, now I want to talk about it. During the pandemic, they told the media they were going to release our men, women and children because they were scared for their health. They said they could release about 3,000. They released about 100. And in the same breath, they announced they were building 5,000 more spaces. They announced last year that they want to build 500 more spaces to lock away our women. All the while, they admit that over 60% of them have mental health issues. If the prevailing argument is it's about our mental health, then how come they think building themselves out of the problem with their wealth will work? But wait, they say they've thrown some pieces of silver to a few organisations to take the sting out of their news. You see, that way they can change the conversation from people dying. It's really evil. I'm tired of this misleading line they're feeding the media. The talking points are really just excuses to be greedier, and politicians won't do their jobs because the electorate are paying them, so they ignore the problems that they're there to solve. While the left and right fight, there are people dying in between. Remember that, won't you, the next time you argue about prisoners being so mean. Just a year ago, I watched the Justice Select Committee destroy a witness in front of the cameras. They were playing to their audience and almost diminished a woman to visible tears. When the woman admitted her offence was not related to narcotics, they wanted to know more, they needed to know more, like hungry wolves waiting to strip the woman's dignity from her because she was an ex-prisoner and obviously had no rights. What made me sick to my stomach is that no one tried to stop it. You want to know why people don't want to sit in front of you, select committee? Roll the frickin' tape back and then hang your heads in shame. You could have set a trigger off on that wonderful, serene lady, but you just didn't care because you wanted your pound of flesh. Shame on you. And you? The union that supports prison officers? You want to keep us locked up for 23 and a half hours a day because it will, you think, keep your members more safe. Oh, come on, take your feet off the desk and stop reading prisoners' newspapers and understand that if you lock me up for 23 and a half hours a day for my entire sentence, you will release a very angry man back onto the streets. Suck it up and do your damn jobs. There are many, many fine people amongst your members. Perhaps if you spent more time in the prisons and not raging about them from a windowless office, you might, you might just get some of my respect. Until then, leave the running of the jails to your good members and not your committee. And I can't forget His Majesty's Inspectorate of Prisons while I'm at it. You. You say you're independent, but there's nothing independent about you. 
riddle me this HMIP. You inspect two different jails. You censor one because you say that as there weren't many COVID cases, prisoners should have been out of their cells doing more out-of-cell activities. Why do you think there wasn't a lot of positive cases in that jail, Einstein? Yet in another jail, the same type, you honour it because they weren't doing a lot of out-of-cell activities and this would have kept the positive cases low. Oh, come on. Pick a side of the fence and allow some of us to use the oxygen for a while. And lastly, I read with complete horror a while ago an article in a Scottish newspaper that the Scottish Prison Service has refused to accept the recommendation by its inspectorate of banning unapproved restraint techniques against prisoners. This includes using their feet. In other words, stamping down on a prisoner. There's a video out there showing Alan Marshall being stamped upon by prison officers at HMP Edinburgh. Mr. Marshall later died from his injuries. Yet this technique is going to be approved by the Scottish Prison Service. We've all seen what happens when you press a knee against someone's neck for too long. And yet you want to be allowed to stamp on it with no retribution. If that was an assault on the street, we'd lose our fucking minds. If it's not an assault, then we've lost our fucking minds. In fact, maybe assault should be redefined. When do we grow a spine and stop using their prisoners to hide behind? I'm tired, people. I'm tired of reading the newspapers, the press releases, watching the TV. When the news vans have left, I'm left with quiet thoughts on private grief. But I can't leave those prison walls behind. So I count the seconds, the minutes, the hours, the nights, the weeks dealing with a pain so deep that it's awake inside of sleep. It's in my bones and in my smiles and in my hair and in my speech. And in the morning, I remember tears streaming down my cheeks, chest heaving from the morning of all those that have taken their lives in prison, all those that have hurt themselves. It's impossible to breathe. And at that point, it doesn't matter what you once believed. We're letting our people die when they don't need to. And we are left to grieve. We are on the wrong side of history here, people. When you look back in 20 years and remember the blood seeping through our prison's walls and the way that we have dealt with our fellow human beings, look me up and answer me this. Did you do all that you could have done? Did you sit and bitch about it to your friends? Did you tweet about it? Did you do anything about it? Here's a quote attributed to Edmund Burke that said, the only thing that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing. Let the poets write that we had the tools for greatness, but the voices of our better angels were shouted down by our complacency. There, I've talked about it. It's only my opinion. I could be wrong. <laughs>